0: This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by Todd Robbins. The shadow shall rise across the world and darken every land, even to the smallest corner, and there shall be neither light nor safety. And he who shall be born of the dawn, born of the maiden, according to prophecy, he shall stretch forth his hands to catch the shadow, and the world shall scream in pain of salvation. All glory be to the Creator, and to the light, and to he who shall be born again. May the light save us from him.
1: Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt.
0: And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded, and we have answered the call. Today we are covering The Shadow Rising Part 1, Chapters 1 and 2. And in our village council, we will be discussing The Stone of Tear.
1: Yeah, as uh, the shadow is rising, okay, we enter a new (laughs) book. Yep. Yep. Things are getting darker out there. Okay, I mean, I will say that even though we're only covering the first two chapters of this book, which I will say, um, the first two chapters of this book are really long. Uh, there's like five points of view uh, each chapter, so it's really I feel more like eight chapters or, or some, is something compared to some of the other books. But wow, I mean, things have already things are in our just in our in our opening things are taking a dark turn big pieces are moving and so i'm excited to see how this book uh unfolds because i mean it, it we're getting a lot more important yeah wow <laughs> look at yeah. the difference.
0: if you look at the visual you can see that the shadow rising is is honestly uh i mean it's almost a third you know longer i mean it's yeah it's so much bigger
1: yeah that is definitely what she said so yeah um <laughs> So yeah, yes. I mean on your since you've read them all, where do you kind of rank this in your in, in your in your in your books? Like Shadow Rising.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Shadow Rising I, I like and especially just having re- reread it, um, I think you get so much good information from this book. I, I kind of feel like when you go back to the Eye of the World and it was we're getting introduced to all these characters, you're learning about things Everything that was hinted at in that book is now really we're, we're going to learn about. I mean, we've got the Iel already. Sh- they're there in the Stone of Tear. Who are they? Why are they significant? Um, this book is going to get into all that. I mean, it, gets, it, it really takes us uh, across the map all around. And the shadow is, is truly rising. Stuff is not. Um, see, it's great because Rand believes that he's won. Right. He has the sword that seemed to be everything. Go get the sword. Kalendor. It called to him.
1: Once he has it, you're like, all right, we're good. That's one of the most important pieces. Right. I mean, hey, it feels like we have Kalendor. We have the Horn of Valir. We've got Moraine. We've got Rand, who's clearly using his power. And Neve seems to be getting stronger. What more do we need? We're, right. What more do we need? Actually, yeah. And that's
0: that's the cool thing. So what I read in the beginning of this book is is part of that, uh, the Koreathon cycle or Koreathon, however you want to say it, um, the prophecies of the dragon. And it's like, what do all those various things mean? If you get a chance to go look up the entire, the full prophecy, there are so many things that need to be fulfilled. Um, and what they mean, we kind of have to figure out. We don't really know. It's almost like once it's revealed in the book, you're like, well, that makes sense. That is, now that I see it, I can tie it back to the prophecy and say, yes, check the box. It was fulfilled. Um, so we're going to do, you know, obviously each book you can kind of gather. We're going to learn more about that prophecy, what it means, how do you fulfill it, what Rand has to do, what the others have to do. Um, all this, uh, Out the gate, we go, we just keep pushing things to another level. Robert Jordan just keeps trusting the reader to say, go with me, I'm gonna take you to places you never thought we would go. And you're like, wow. <laughs> I mean like, you go to some of these places, you read a chapter and you're like, what in the light was that? What did I just read? And I was talking to some other people who have read this series. We were just in, um, in our Bend the Knee group. Uh, we do a Zoom hangout. Sir Peter of House Whittingham uh, was there. We were talking about some of the events that, that kind of unfold in the series and this book where we're at and to him and to a lot of people, this is, this is where it's at. I mean, stuff really starts to kind of take off and Rand kind of comes into his own. He's, he's what we're going to find out here in these first couple of chapters, he's studying text. He's looking at old books. He's trying to figure out what to do. The next move to make Moraine is trying to guide him. Um, stuff's going on at the tower. It's one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites. I would say right now, um, my or, like from for where the first four books, uh, I would rank them. And again, I've read them, so I can do this. Uh, Matt, Matt can't do this yet. Uh, but the Great Hunt, Shadow Rising, Eye of the World, and then The Dragon Reborn. And it'll okay. keep changing. That's going to keep you know as we as we uh, move along, we add more books in there. But really, this right now is it's like you have the Great Hunt, which is epic. And then you are going to be absolutely shocked, flabbergasted by some of the stuff that happens in this book, and it's it's just awesome. So get ready. I mean, literally get ready. This is and you've only read, I think, the first,
1: the first two chapters. Yeah, the first two. So we are. Yeah, they were big. They're just they were big, and so we are kind of like I feel. I almost feel like because this book didn't have a prologue, whereas the other ones did. Right. Um. I said, well, you know, we wanted to do just kind of that prologue, um, because typically they have been about characters that we haven't seen yet, right? The prologue have been like characters outside of kind of our main cast. Um and so this one uh was different and they were really long so we said we'll just we'll just kind of take these take take these two. Um Yeah. So, but yeah, so far, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about men and I mean, so it starts with her and she goes into Tarvalin, she is like kind of sneaking in, she demands to meet, right? With the Earlen seat, which at any any woman can right. any woman can do, which is really cool. And um, so, then in the second chapter, wow! I mean, Rand's got some serious stuff going on. He's you know got calendar, He's talking about it and kind of how his powers are growing and how sometimes he does things he doesn't even realize, but then he kind of understands what he did. So it feels like Rand is just getting like more and more and more powerful um, by the day, really. So. Uh, it's good. It's so far, so far, so good. Um, and it it kind of feels good. You know, the the last book went in a different direction where there was there really wasn't much Rand. Uh, to be entirely yeah, entirely honest. And so, I'm guessing that this is going to be just be something as we as we progress. You're going to introduce more characters. You're going to be bouncing around a lot. And we talked we talked about this before, where sometimes it's like, man, I feel like we didn't even mention that character. Uh, and then we come back to them because and then you see them for a, a bit and then you don't don't see other people
0: yeah yeah for sure no i'm, I'm, I'm with you this is and it's so massive uh w- what i will say one thing i don't think this is, is super spoiler but i like actually the way this is structured you don't bounce around as much like you still do but when you do bounce from different p- parts of the map and you go to different characters and they and kind of follow their story you stay there for five to six chapters which is really nice um and it seems like the further away you get from one another he will do that like if you if you're close on the map we might if you're in the same town or the same region and your stuff's happening every other chapter you might go back and forth in the same place but then as we get further away uh, from one another you know he's going to kind of stick with that group of characters run us through five or six chapters and then we'll
1: bounce back over to somebody else which I kind of like so right yeah. yeah yeah me too um okay well as we're going to um there is a little bit of of show news right there's a kind yeah. of a teaser picture out there showing a little bit of armor and it's got kind of a uh, a sigil on it right or a um i guess yeah sigil uh is the way to describe it and people yeah. are kind of guessing what is that does who does it belong to um and and stuff like that
0: yeah, so it's the golden, uh, so one of the things you see, it looks like it's the golden crane, perhaps, um, and it could be Land's, you know, sigil. Uh, it could it could mm-hmm. be that he, you know, perhaps, because people, people were asking, remember, in the first book when he came into Shinar, they said, will the golden crane fly again? Will the golden crane bl- banner fly again? You know, and you're like, what? Right. What, is what is it with these banners, you know, um, and, and these these symbols and stuff and how important they are, and so um malquier is the is the nation that was destroyed that was land's uh nation he's the last kind of surviving member of that royal family um and so you know it's it it was very strong it kind of really they were right there that like right on the border fighting against the the shadow more than anyone else so they're very well respected i think i mean i could be wrong but like what it what it looks like is, and that makes sense. It's not like it's major spoiler. It's just kind of cool to see what we know is going to be in the show. We know they're going to have um, some type of marking like that. We know we're going to get to see Shinar in armor and see what mm-hmm. it looks like. And so once you see it, you know we, we knew we were going to see the Wine Spring in. You know that's obvious. But want to see it? That's the leak, right? That's the little tiny you know tiny spoiler, and you're like, wow, there it is. So after the book club, we got that leak. Um, While well, we get that release. And this is more of a leak. I don't know that this was released mm-hmm. by uh, Amazon, but um, someone got a hold of it, and it's a picture
1: of uh, some some armor. That's all it is, really. It's mm-hmm. just some armor, but it looks really cool. Yeah, so. yeah. They, uh, this this um, said here, it's actually WinterIsComing.net. So you know, there we go. It's another one yeah. of these kind of. It's another one of these uh, uh, clickbait type websites. You know that were uh, – sorry. I'll say it. Just how I feel about a lot of them, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, because because we use search up, we're always searching up when uh Game of Thrones news, right? And it's literally they always have like they always appear in the news because people are searching for it, and it's always like wins a winner could change this character's thing, and it's just like the same thing over and over again. I know. But they just <laughs> I constantly know. making new articles, so it's getting it's getting really we should jump on that because that sounds like a money making, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, money making right? type thing, really, yeah. Um, but they say you know, you you kind of see it, and it's it's kind of a goal, the armor itself. Um, just kind of leather armor, um, maybe a little bit of plate or kind of scaled, uh, some kind of scale, uh, on, on, on the front. They're holding spears. Um, can't see the, can't see the actor's faces. Uh, they have them, they have them kind of blurred out. Uh, then it says it looks like some kind of bird in flight on a field of yellow, um, uh, true, just about every everyone puts a bird on some sort of banner in Randland, but this gives us a clue as to who maybe we're looking at. He says, if I didn't guess any better, I'd guess the golden crane of House uh, Malkir, uh, of which our boy Lan, you know, Mandragon, mm-hmm. uh, warder to Moraine Sedai is the last known member, right, that we talked about them. He says, more likely, though, we're looking at soldiers from the Shinar, you know, the nation that lies on the edge of the blight. Um, Shinar sigil is a swooping black hawk although in Jordan's novels it appears to a blue uh, and white stripe pattern not the yellow we see here but that doesn't mean that the show won't necessarily change it or or, or kind of or do something different they said you know it could be House Ingtar. Wow, uh, which features a gray owl, you know, the bird on a uniform, but so you know, they say yeah. say say it could be that. They say it could also be Art Hawk Wings, golden Hawk in flight, because um, it's kind of blurry. We can't really see it um in, in, in entirely, but you know, we do know that obviously at the end of the eye of the world, um when they kind of are heading back there, they're oh, it's the golden crane, you know, so yeah, yeah, so that's that's kind of what that's kind of what they're they're saying here. It's kind of hard to see. It does clearly look like a bird. Now um, hold on a second though I, I like, can't entirely I can't entirely tell that it is a crane. So what if it is? This is cool. I didn't even think of the idea that Arter hawk Ar- Wings. Hawkwing's Ar- Hawk Hawkwing. Yeah, that could be his. To me, uh, it looks more. It looks maybe more like a hawk than a crane.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then and then if that's the case, I mean that could be a lot of you know we're thinking we, we're going to see Hawk Hawkwing as one of the heroes of the Horn show up in you know at, at the, the end, end of season one. Right. Yeah. yeah. If if um, if. If season one does end at the end of book two, right? So if that's the case, that that's pretty neat. Or even if you're, you know, when when Hawking is mentioned, if if this is a character that they're gonna be bringing into the series, you might have somebody playing him, and you might even do a flashback to, you know, when he, you know, ruled. Or maybe there's some ancient um, Hawking banner or something to do with the Shan Chen. You know, finding some, some you know,
1: that'd, that'd be kind of cool. That would be really, mm-hmm. really, really neat. I think. Do we know how somebody I mean you don't have to I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily spoilers or not. do we know what somebody has to do in order to become a hero of of the horn? I mean obviously it's obviously people who were great heroes, but how do you get to be a hero of the horn?
0: Well that's, that's a good question. so like the I, I don't really know that it's a it's uh, explained. a big spoiler um no no, no, no i I think so the heroes of the horn are chosen uh they're bound to it and i don't know that they have much choice in the matter i I, maybe maybe they do though because i think one of the things i don't want to spoil is i don't want to mention his name but there is someone who it yeah i think there is a choice or yeah um okay yeah there's someone who i don't think though I i think most of the time though it's just because of the deeds that you did in this life uh, that you were great and that you would be needed to fight against the darkness in the last battle and that you were going to be tied to the horn of Alir. Um, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I don't know there's any special procedure or whatever. I don't know that they go, that they go into it real quick and I can, I'm trying to pull it up here real quick. Um, yeah, little, little is known of how the horn works. Um, but the effect is clear when it sounded, the horn, um, We'll call back the heroes of the pattern. Uh, they're summoned to battle, and they will serve the, the, the trumpeter, but always on the side of the light. Uh, Hawk Hawkwing, when he shows up, he says, We have come to the horn, but we must follow the banner and the dragon. Um, let's see. Don't want to read about that because that's a little bit later on, but there's, you know, there's, uh, yeah, it, not much is said. Let me see if we can actually find a Heroes of the Horn article. Let's see if it says... Because it would be interesting to know whether they're oh they don't have their own article category no they do no not really um it does it says the heroes of the horn um, are heroes tied to the horn of Valir. they are reborn numerous times throughout the ages so there's that okay yeah and I. Uh, yeah that's all we should
1: say about it I think so okay. Well, do we want to uh move over? I think that's really all the show news that there kind of is. We can move on over to our yeah. uh, village village council here. We're gonna talk about the stone of tear, right? It's kinda where we ended uh the last uh the last book, but I guess we didn't really talk about kind of what it was. Yeah, um as as I pulled that up here, what's what were your just impressions, I
0: guess, of the stone? Of Tyr. On the front of the cover for the Dragon Reborn, you get to see kind of the inside of the Stone of Tear and um, Nynaeve and everyone else is, they're, they're always dreaming about it, or you know, I guess just Nynaeve, right? Or not Nynaeve, um, Egwene is seeing it mm-hmm. in the dream world and is kind of seeing the inside of it. Well, people are dreaming about it, right? Uh, clear back at the beginning of the Dragon Reborn, you had everyone dreaming about a sword and this red hall and these red pillars right so what were your kind of impressions i guess as we
1: when we got there yeah well i mean to me i guess i, I guess i wasn't really paying attention that much up in the book when they were talking about it so i used the black book which i have the um like explain the thesaurus of of randland i guess what what is it called hold on the um oh, it's the this one. The companion, means, the companion. The Companion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, so you know, I mean, there was some stuff I guess I didn't, I I don't know if they said this, but, you know, they said the Stone of a Tear, it's an immense fortress believed to be mankind's oldest surviving stronghold and indeed oldest existing structure uh, having been, um, er, you know, erected shortly after or during the breaking of the world. It was built by Aes Sedai using the One Power. Earth, air, and fire fusing stones together without joint or mortar. The stone resembles a great mountain, and towers over the city of Tear. Only the White Tower is taller. So I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, it's
0: it's really um, immense, and as you said, it's the oldest sort of uh, known like like structure. It hasn't fallen to any outside enemy. That's that's the idea is that the IE will show up and. Um, that it falls to the dragon, you know, and the, and the, and the dragon's people. So, uh, and it, and it holds Calendor. Um, you know, what's interesting about Tyr is that, and we're going to find out, I think it's in the second chapter and I hope I'm not like jumping too far ahead. Cause I sometimes forget which chapter it holds, which information, um, they have a lot of artifacts. Tyr has a lot of stuff that is, it was either wrought by the power or, uh, created by the power, whatever, wanna, however you want to say that um and the Aes Sedai are they're not too friendly with the Aes Sedai. they don't want them in their town they are holding tirang tirangrial um Angriol, whatever they they have a whole cache of them because they don't want they don't want them to be used they 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 kind of want to limit their access and, and and their use so uh and calendor is one of those so the high lords of tir are, are are very much like anti I said if that makes sense but now they have the freaking dragon uh and and it's like that's who they're going to serve you know it's just it's it's a strange kind of um dynamic I guess okay so. yeah 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 um the other thing let's see let's go over a couple other things I guess just the um tear let me see right here stone of tear as you said uh super old yeah okay so some of this stuff uh, yeah, I guess I should hold off a little bit because there's, there's more. There, later on in the series, you do get to explore more of tier You know how like when we first show up at the White Tower or we first show up in Camelin and you think these are really interesting cities, really interesting places. Will we ever go back to these, you know, spots? Um, and you can imagine in a 14 book series that yes. And I think as, as if, you're in an, if you're going through in your initial read, I know I've talked to Matt And it's like, I want to go back to that place. I want to see the rest of that city. I want to know more about it. Like, we get to go back in the Dragon Reborn to Camelin. We get to go back there and see what Queen Morgaze was up to. So we've seen the High Lords of Tyr. Uh, We've seen that they can be infiltrated by one of the Forsaken, which, which happened at the end of the Dragon Reborn. And we know that they are holding one of the most powerful artifacts, you know, ever. So, and that's, that's a huge deal that Rand is able to get his hands on on Kalandor. The Forsaken wanted it as well. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's got that red, those red columns. Um, it's very difficult to take and to, and to capture, which ought to tell you something more about the Aiel, right? That the, the way that these, this warrior people that Rand looks very much like, right? Um, they're ve- these veiled men uh show up and are able to kind of raid and take the stone um and and the, the other thing too is the way they took it uh you know having to climb up the the side of it and to kind of like sneak in through some of these windows and the other way is is that matt has explosives matt has figured out how to use explosives and he is able to get julian through that um that was like a window or whatever. Uh, they're, or they caused kind of a, a, a distraction, but they have access to things. There's an army, the Aiel, that they never had before, and then they have, you know, an explosive to get in, and they're freaking Taviran, so obviously they're going to be able to get into the Stone of Tear, you know, but it's, it's a place that you could not uh, penetrate prior to this, though. People
1: had tried, and they had failed, so... Yeah, yep, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's cool. And again, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that we will, we will, we will come back, uh, at 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 some at some point. Because why is Calen? I mean, I they, they didn't. We didn't talk about why Calendor was there, last time. Oh, we didn't. In the last yeah. book. Well, no. I mean, I mean, I don't think. I don't think they said. I don't think they said why it was like yeah. deep, deep as you know i'm sure there's like deeper reasonings for things being in the place that they are you're right because even really like say, even yeah. like even the horn of valir we didn't we didn't necessarily discuss why it was there we just thought we found it but i don't think right. they said oh it was it was placed here for whatever reason
0: yeah they, they subtly mentioned you know that these eyes that you know um that they had given it over to the last green man and for
1: protection and stuff like that um but I'm sure there's a deeper, you know, something to do probably with Luce Theron at some point, and why things were placed there. And
0: yeah, I'm just I'm over here gritting because I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, hold, like like just yeah, hang on a sec. Yeah, it's that's wild, right? Something that happened in the first book, and we actually are going to get. Dang, and I can't even say, it. but yeah, you get yeah. Any question you have, there, a lot of those answers
1: will come in this book. I'll just say that so oh, okay there we yeah. go yeah because yeah just so far it feels like we've just been finding these artifacts and they're out there um and we know oh it's supposed to be blown at the last battle and then moraine's kind of like oh okay you know like, <laughs> here yeah we go. yeah yeah for sure yeah i don't think because like Calendor like
0: you know it hung there in midair and it had been there for a millennia and it was supposed to stay there until claimed by the dragon reborn um so the lords of the land are raised to high lords uh, and the, re- the, the raising happens in the heart of the stone, which is where Calendor is kept. Uh, no one entered the fortress without permission of the high lords, and only high lords could enter the heart. Um, the stone has also has several. Du- uh, yeah, that's that's. I talked about the storerooms, which, uh, you know, which those were mentioned. So those were mentioned. All right, I was worried that I was like spoiling something there, but those were mentioned. The storerooms um of of and, and and tier Angriol. so thank goodness what else is there though but yeah they don't really talk a whole lot about like why it was there or not yet anyways so you're you're, you're right we're gonna get more on yeah on on that on that answer and and just yeah, what the it, i Sedai are up to and what they've been what, up to well what they're up to and then also even like you know we've just talked about we're gonna do a whole thing. I have a whole YouTube video planned on Tyrongrial, Sangriol, uh, and and Angriol because they're important. Uh, their functions, what they're used for, why they were created. There's a lot of mystery surrounding them, but they're really important in the series. And I sometimes forget that it's cool that you have these artifacts. You know, it's not just that someone can channel, but if you chan, it's almost like 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 a, It'd be like if lightsabers had varying degrees of strength and power and different aspects to them you know like one lightsaber was more powerful than another lightsaber you know and you're like well that adds a whole other layer to channeling into magic into this magic system that robert jordan has created so that's why calendar is super important it's it's functionality and everything and everything is also thrown way off um like like we're kind of because of the breaking, because of what happened to Luc Theron, this is not the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be just female, tre- uh, uh, you know, channelers who are using all of these artifacts. Like these things were made during the Age of Legends, when men and women channeled together, and that's that's clear. That's been clear throughout the like. That's something that's that's there. That the Sedai kind of talk about. Uh, Varon had mentioned even that it's really a wonder as to how some of these things are used because they don't have male channelers. They are gentled by the red Aja, you know? So yeah, that's something we're going to have to keep, keep our eye on as we, you know, learn more about Rand and what he can do. I mean, Moraine says in, in, in um, the dragon reborn that she can't teach him. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big deal. Is that like, since she is a female uh, channeler, she cannot teach Rand. So I don't know, man, it's, it's, fascinating and we're i'm telling you right now we little legitimately get answers to all of that in the shadow rising like it is a book full of answers it will create even more questions but it, it is just like as i was rereading it i was like holy smokes this is the book that i need to go through and highlight and like remember everything is in here like it's all
1: here and it's just thick so yeah, yeah my brother nick um he was telling me about this book because i was because you know he's he's read it we've had him on the on the you know, on patreon yeah. Uh, and so I said, Yeah, I finished the The Dragon Reborn. We uh, you know, he fought fought Balzamon, did all this stuff. Um and he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like he, and he said the same thing. He's like, Oh, you'll learn a lot more about like Balzamon and Ishmael, Ishmael or whatever. Yeah. Um yep. in, in in this book and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and he's right, yeah, he's 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 right. And I just keep thinking like because I'm used to uh, uh you know biting off like ten chapters to start, but you're right, these first two chapters are thick. But the first ten chapters have just a crap ton of answers too. And, right. and it really sets us up for a whole nother three to four part thing. Like we're gonna go. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's an, it's almost like you're starting an adventure over again. You know, it's like a kind of a reset point after we've claimed Kalendor. Now what? You know, so yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, let's 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 just do that then. Let's just get into this because I do wanna kinda see um, get get your thoughts on Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, Seeds of the
1: Shadow. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and dive into uh, the read here. So, yeah, Seeds of the Shadow. So, um, we're going to break this down a little bit differently since they are so big. We're just going to do the point of view i'm going to read the summary we're going to talk about it and then just move on to the next one uh, i know sometimes just in the past we've kind of picked a character and it said okay well let's talk about his block throughout the chapters but since we're only covering two this is how we're gonna um this is how we're gonna do it so seeds of the shadow so min arrives in the tower and has viewings of death and strife um and then soroth prepares to lead the return um so um Having traveled from Falme for many months, Min had finally arrived in Tarvalin, Moraine had given her a message for the Amrlin's ears alone and was told to keep out of notice until she is in the Amrlin's study. For this reason, she is wearing a dress and has her hair longer than it was when she last visited the tower. Also, she uses her full name. Uh, Elmen Elmendria Elmen, Elmendria Is that how you yeah I, say I that? struggle with it too I think it's a, yeah Elmend
0: Elmend Elmendria, I, I, I Elmendria, honestly always
1: yeah Elmendreda yeah uh, Min uh, as we'll still call her um, yeah. so that nobody <laughs> will recognize her by her name yeah E L M I N D R E D A Elmendreda yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll they'll go. change that. They'll change that in in the show. Um, <laughs> as she enters the tower, she is greeted by an accepted uh, Fowling, um, whom she had met briefly during her previous visit. However, the accepted does not recognize her. Um, Min requests the right to speak to the Amarlin and gives her full name, Elmindreda. Uh, praying that it will be recognized in the middle of the request. However, three Isidai walk into the room and she sees a different aura around each of them. And each aura indicates that each of them will die and all on the same day.
0: Jeez, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she is shaken. Fowling, uh goes to deliver the message to the keeper. Min continues to see auras around the Aes Sedai and um, Gaidain, who enters the room, and is even more scared when she sees uh, that Shirium will be hurt on the same day that many people at the tower die. (sighs) A few moments later, Min is greeted by a novice, Sara, um, and is led to the Amarlin study. On the way, she sees more auras of death and injury. Outside of the Omerlin study, Min runs into Gawain, Gawain, uh, who is uh, concerned about Elaine, Aguain, and Nynaeve. He has not been told about their whereabouts, except that they are serving penance on a farm. Min sees an aura of his sigil of the white boar on a green background, rather than the red of Andor. Min assures Gawain, uh, I don't know why I keep saying that, uh, that they must be safe and enters the... uh, antechamber of the Omerlin's study. The Keepers of the Chronicles, Leanne uh, recognizes Min despite her disguise and sends her into the Omerlin's room. Min sees an aura of the Suan lying naked on the ground and also has a feeling that something else is wrong, yet she cannot explain it. The Omerlin laughs off the vision and men speaks about all of her visions since entering the tower so on then tells men about the black aja in the tower and men is frightened yet so changes the sub the subject to that of men's reason for coming to the tower and men in turn relays moraine's message that rand is traveling to tear Suan is angry and believes that that is too soon for him swan then manages uh, to worm out the fact that men is in love with rand and that she wants to go to tear to be with him However, Suan has been plotting um, since Min stepped into the room and intends for Min to stay as, blat- as bait for the Black Aja. Suan insists that Min keep Elmendrida uh, as her name and gives her the story of trying to decide between two suitors for a reason to stay in the tower.
0: Wow. First of all, let me just say something about Suan, all right? You know nothing, Suan. What is go? It's not just it's it's too soon. He already has Kalandor, all right? News is getting to you a little bit late, all right? He's got it. He's got the sword. And by the way, you know, look, I mean, if somebody came up to me and said that they were having a viewing of me laying naked on the floor, I would, la- <laughs> I, I, I would laugh as well. and I would say, <laughs> how much did I have to drink the night before? You know what I mean? Like, that's probably what I would, you know, I'd be laughing. It's funny. But uh, this is serious, okay? Because... We are seeing that Aes Sedai uh, in these viewings and men kind of believes, like she kind of knows, right? She, she knows when some of them have, like sometimes she'll, she says that the symbols around the Tavirin change um, or some are brighter than others. But when she knows something, just like what she told us in The Dragon Reborn, uh, the woman who shows one of the, I think it's a tinker, who is showing up to talk to Moraine. She sees her, believes she's going to die, knows she's going to die parent tries to stop it can't can't stop it so you know I mean we got some people in some serious trouble here right I mean what, what are your thoughts on that I mean the, the, these eyes to die, are they going to make it I
1: mean what's what's up well real quick I did think it was I did think it was interesting uh you know the the summary the summary doesn't really I think do uh, some some of the things that happen in this kind of section of the chapter justice you know Min's men's walking in and she's basically sneaking in to, to the tower. Yeah. And um, it's not just that she requests to be seen by the Omerlin seat. She demands to be seen by the Omerlin seat because they're like, you know, she's busy. She's just not going to talk to you. And she's like, Oh, well, every woman has a right to demand her presence, That's which right. is cool. I that we, is you know, cool. we have, we, we haven't talked about that and they, they haven't talked about that in the book that any woman can go in and immediately meet, be demand to, uh, to have a, a, a meeting with the Omerlin seat. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, right here it is. So I have a question that I must ask the Omerlin seat. She began that she's cut off abruptly
0: as three Aes Sedai step in. And you're right. She goes on to basically demand that they, uh, yeah, it says the Omerlin cannot see everyone. Her next public uh, audience is not for 10 days. Um, tell me what you want. And I will arrange for you to see the sister who can help you best, right? And she's like, "I have the right to speak to the Omerlin seat in person." It was the right seldom demanded, but who would dare, right? Uh, it existed. Any woman has that right, and I ask it. So that's pretty. That is pretty baller. I mean, that is pretty awesome, actually. And and men knows it. Uh, and I, I think that's the thing: is you you want to know when you're dealing with the Sedai. You want to know what the rules are, customs what your rights are because they will just push you off and make you do your own thing or whatever. But, uh, they're supposed to be servants. They're supposed to be helping, uh, for the greater good, uh, in, in, in this world. I mean, they're, they, they're wise. They can heal. Um, they're learned in the ways of, of politics and history and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, she demands
1: it. You're right. That's a really good point. So yeah, I mean basically she's like, oh, I'm sorry, did I fucking stutter? Yeah. No. Right? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Um jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. So she goes in, she demands uh to be met, right? She is you know, she's she's in disguise. She's using her full name. Um, yeah, and as she's walking around, she's seeing all of these visions. Uh, and, 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 and seeing all how, how she thinks all of these people are going to die and stuff like that, which I, I actually liked because, um, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've only had two men POVs. Really? Maybe. There haven't, been, know, a, yeah, there haven't a been a lot. I mean, I remember her having kind of a POV at the end of the, the Great, Great Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. When she's when she's there with Rand. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about like, oh, how I'm going to love you. And then I think she has a, she had another one in the last book, but it was short. Um, but most of it has been seeing men through other people's eyes. And she's saying all of these things. Um, and even in the past two things, we, we've we you know, it's been different. This time was different because, oh, she's seeing auras around each individual person not these people who we know are going to be big players you know ran matt perrin stuff like that um and it's like oh no here's like as i'm walking past somebody and i know how that person's gonna die that is crazy yeah exactly and so one of them
0: um uh shiryam is the mistress of novices right and so she does know men she kind of keeps her like she sees her and quickly just kind of like i don't want to like, she's trying way. to go incognito, right? So she doesn't want to make eye contact and have an Aes Sedai realize that person looked at me as if they knew me. So she tries to move right on past Shirayam. But uh, yeah, she notices that the red-haired Aes, Sedai, uh, Aes Sedai's face seemed battered and bruised. It was only the viewing, of course, but Min still had uh, had to bite her lip to stifle a gasp. So Shiryam with her calm authority and sureness, was indestructible. She was as indestructible as the tower. Surely nothing could harm Shiryam, but something was going to. So yeah, that's the type of viewings that she's having about these different, and that's the one that we know. We know Shiryam. We know um, her, the, the, the respect that she has. She had a lot of interaction with Egwene, Nynaeve, and, and Elaine. Uh, remember when the gray man is there and, and they're the, the assassination attempt or whatever, she's around and sees that and, you know, helps them with it so we know her and that's sort of um now that's one where she just had a bruised and battered face what wasn't necessarily that she had been killed but there are these others who she sees their death so anyway yeah that's that's pretty wild that's it's nuts to think that that could happen i think she's definitely shook by that um you know and and then to find out well okay so here, here, here's the setup for that, right? Is that you're seeing all these Aes Sedai who could be hurt, and you're thinking, who or what could hurt one of the Aes Sedai? Because they can use the power in their defense. If their life isn't, is, is threatened, because they do have the oaths, you know, they all swore oaths on the oath rod. They can't just use the power against anyone to manipulate, to do, you know. They're not out doing Jedi mind tricks on just anybody to get past a gate. Like, they're bound by certain rules. Unless their life is threatened, then they can use the power. But it truly has to be because that like, if, if it's not, if you just say your life is threatened and you try to use the power, you like, the oaths will not allow you to do it. You know, does that make sense? Like, they're, they're that binding. So, um, clearly, there's going to be some, some trouble here. Later on, she'll go to the Omerlin, and the Omerlin says, guess what? The Black Aja, they're real. You know? Why is that a secret? Why has that been a daggone secret? Like, you know, let the people know crying out loud I get it you don't want to cause pandemonium you don't want to cause panic all that kind of stuff but I mean good grief
1: well I think you, I think well if I'm the Ovalon I I don't know that I, I don't know that I want people to know that there's that there's a black gaja because then one it makes it seem like you weren't on it. top of weren't on top of the situation and then it could almost turn into like a witch hunt right I, you get, know, like I Salem, get it. Yep. like the Salem witch trial I mean literally hey hey she it's her you know you, right. you have a you have a bad run-in with somebody oh she's the black aja you know then you could frame well, people, and it could
0: it could and yeah and yes yeah sorry I, I i mean totally you're you're, you're totally right i'm kind of dis- just I, I i loved our uh conversation in was it the the great hunt where you're we talking about like like once we found out about the black aja we're like what you know like oh i'm with you like what's yeah, going I'll- on you know <laughs> But, uh, and then who's letting these these individuals sneak into the tower? I mean, it's supposed to be the most powerful place. So, anyways, we, we just kind of... Uh, no, jokingly, I'm, I'm still I'm still with you, 100%. Yeah, hey, I, know, I, mean. I know you are. But, you're right, though, in that, like, if they found out... If the White Cloaks, for example, who were just camped outside of Tarval, and they're not anymore, they're on the move, and we're going to find out quickly where they're going. Um, but if the White Cloaks knew that the Black Aja existed and that the that the oaths could be broken or that other oaths could trump. The, I mean, they would have a heyday with that. They'd be calling out Black Aja left and right. They already walk into villages and call people dark friends just because they didn't get out of the way. You didn't move out of our way when we were walking down the street. You bumped into us, you must be a dark friend. That's that over... Uh, overzealous nature that Jeffram Bornhold kind of talks about and doesn't want his son to fall, Dane Bornhold, uh, to fall into that trap. You know, they've, they've become, it's, it's too easy to just to call somebody a dark friend. So now, if, you, if, if, if it gets out that the Black Aja is real and you can just call one of these Aes Sedai Black
1: and say that they're, they're of that Aja,
0: that's a, that's a problem. That's a real big problem.
1: So I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and so I think, and then it just makes her makes her look bad. So, um, ultimately, you know, she she's men's walking around. She's running into more and more people, um, you know, and then, um, you know, she does end up meeting, as we said, with with the armlet seat, telling it, hey, the black the black Aja. um, and then you know she tells her to basically hide here, and then like the story she kind of gives her is 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 just like you know, a lot of sometimes women come here if they have like a man they can't decide between yes. or something yeah. and yeah. so i was like okay like okay. yeah okay <laughs> it, again it was kind of cool i mean it is kind of cool to get some of the like oh you know this is like some of the day-to-day stuff we deal yeah. with this is like you know so the normal it was kind of small little world building and and stuff like that so um all right well i think uh that's kind of that's kind of men right there so now we can move over to uh, elida's point of view yeah Um, So Elida sees uh, Gawain talking to a girl outside the Amarlin study and recognizes her as Min. She believes that the Amarlin is hiding the whereabouts of Elaine, Egwene, and Nynaeve. Uh, She also knows that Moraine and Suan are friends, although they had gone their separate ways when raised, um, and they are plotting to manipulate Rand. The Red Sister intends to stop them she believes that rand will destroy the royal line of andor and she does not intend to let that happen at one point she had a foretelling that the royal line of andor is the key to winning the last battle she has uh, an epiphany moment in which she considers the possibility that rand might be able to channel all of a sudden she meets um uh what is it alvarian alvarian is how we pronounce that name uh I lost the, it's, yeah. it's it's an I it's the white Aja. Oh um Alvierin. sorry, yeah. Maybe. Al A L V Yeah Aviaren, yeah. yeah. Um and they begin to plan on how to stop Suan. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. again, here's the thing everyone's calling Rand the dragon reborn. The dragon banner is flying. Yeah, that's, and, it, you're, uh, right? and now and now you're like, oh, maybe he can channel. What goes on at this tower? Aren't they supposed to be the knowers of all, of all, of everything? Well, I
0: mean, what's, what's, what's interesting is that they were built up that way. You know, we kind of thought that they were, you know, this, this epic can't be penetrated. I mean, kind of like the stone of tear, right? That it's, it's this wealth of knowledge. They're super powerful. We've seen gray men. We've seen the black Aja. We've seen politicking. It has real problems. And Elida is, I mean, this whole part with her is she's pissed. She thinks that they're hiding that that suan is up to something and what you really start to to understand is that the Ajas, each of them have different goals and motivations and ways in which they want to kind of move uh move the pieces on 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 the chessboard if, if if you will and i think that's interesting let me find there was a uh who was this real quick here we go so scott bishop actually one of our youtube videos uh, by the way go check out our YouTube. Please subscribe, it helps us out a lot. Scott Bishop was on one of our videos and said uh he said what's going on with the white t- with, with the white tower question mark you asked. Uh he said all nations play versions of the game of houses, but the Aes Sedai invented the game. And so the idea there and and you know thank thanks uh Scott appreciate that. Um is that yeah, they are the ones politicking quite a bit you know elida she's worried about Camelin. she's worried about andor um house track in right she wants it to continue she wants this line of queens to continue who are backed and supported by an Aes advisor she's no longer there so that's already been a problem and it's because of her obsession with these teveran that she has come back to the tower uh, now more also has some issues and stuff that's going on as well but but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a problem, uh, and, and she wants to know what's up. Let me see right here. I think I got it. So the very first thing Elida had ever foretold, the very first thing. So remember, Elida has the foretelling. While still an accepted uh, and had known enough even then to keep it to herself, was that the royal line of Andor would be the key to defeating the Dark One in the last battle. She had attached herself to Morghais as soon as it was clear Morghais would succeed to the throne, Uh, had built her influence year by patient year, and now all her effort, all her sacrifice, uh, she might have been Amrlin herself, get that right? She might have been Amrlin herself had she not concentrated all of her energies on Andor. Uh, might be for not because Elaine had disappeared. So that's really why she she's had this foretelling, and she is she realizes how how important uh, that seed of power is in the last battle, and she wants to be next to it, controlling it, influencing it, and so on. So you know that's that's really what what she's dealing with right now. Yeah. What are you seeing over there? Yeah.
1: Oh, uh yeah I mean I just no i am I'm, I'm agreeing with you on on this yeah. I mean and it's it it's just I, I like that this this comes immediately following it because now you're gonna start to see the descent uh in the white tower and people having different opinions on things and this is what happens when you keep everything secret um and you're gonna have chaos in your there's a shadow rising in, in the White that's Tower.
0: That's right. That, I, oh, hey, that, you put it in the White Tower, not me. Go, all right. Uh, that's interesting. W- one more thing on Elida, and I'll let you move on to the next point of view. So, Elida, um, when she saw the young Al Thor man, it had been Moraine who spirited him away. It was Moraine who had accomplished um, you know, the finding of two Tavirin. She took them to Shinar. Moraine, who had been Suan Sanchez's best and closest friend when they were novices together, she believes that's a fact that a lot of people have missed and have forgotten, is that Moraine, who is allowed to go out and do whatever she wants, is acting on behalf of Suan. They try to show distance between themselves, but clearly these two are up to something, and Elida is onto it, and she thinks they're acting alone. And I uh, t- you know, her motivations at first, right? Elida believes that, that the Omerlin right now is maybe doing some rogue activity that it hasn't been brought before all the other sitters and all the other Ajas, and that she's just acting on her own. So she's concerned about
1: that and she's looking into it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, OK, well, let's move on over to Dane Bornhold. So this one's a little bit shorter. Um, well, the next the next two kind of are. Um, so Dane Bornhold stands across and he's in the two rivers. Uh, Dane Bornhold stands across uh staring across the river at Tarn Ferry uh when where he is approached by the child Ivan or I L Ivan Ivan yeah Ivan Ivan mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh who delivers the message uh that Ordith had been take, talking to three tankers and suspiciously none of them can be found Bornhold had been ordered to meet Ordith by the Lord Captain Commander and was also told that the man would have more orders for him. Uh, His exact status was vague, but acted uh, as somewhat of an advisor. Bornhold believed that Ordith is quite insane, but ignores him for the fact that he is intent on avenging his father by killing Perrin Abara. Wow. So the whole problem
0: with this, this and this is where you have to kind of keep track, right? Um, You do have to go back to the Great Hunt when Jeffram Bornhold was rode against the Shanchen. And I actually like Jeffram Bornhold. Like, he's out there saying, like, he went up against the questioners. I mean, he defied them. He said this was a region in turmoil. The Shanchen were invaders and that they should do something about it. Um, Not just go into various villages and call out dark friends. He wrote against them. And I think that will go, that goes down in the history books as like one of these white cloaks who said, no, we are going to fight. We are supposed to fight for the light, and we're going to do that. So now the Damani, you know, tore the ground up in front of them, and, and they are just uh, – and, and Jeffram is killed there. But Child Bayar is the one who earlier in either that book – no, it was The Eye of the World – where Perrin kills the White Cloaks. And Perrin is accused of being a dark friend. Child Byar sees Perrin and others. You know, they're on Falma. And knows something's up. That when, when they're looking and they're trying to kind of avoid... I mean, they go through the portal stones. They have Varin there. Uh, and they're on that... Uh, they're there in Falma. And it's, it's Child Byar who is kind of saying... Look, this Perrin guy's a bad dude. And he's going to lay a lot of the blame for Jeffrey Bornhold's death at Perinabara's feet. And so now Dane Bornhold is saying, I'm going to take up this command. Um, Eamon Valda is sort of that like Lord Commander who basically says, we need to move into this region. Um, Ordith is going with you. And Dane jumps it, says, I'm taking command. Um, Bayar is second in command. And he thinks that Bayar is the only one who probably knows why he jumped to take this 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 uh position because we're gonna move into the two rivers and I tell you right now Perrin is mine. That's sort of what Dane's mindset is, I think, going into this region. And uh yeah. First of all, Orteith. Seriously, come on. What is this guy? The Tinkers? You're killing. I mean, Morty Morty.
1: Yeah, yeah, who is he, right? I mean, um but like, It's been the- a while since like, we should actually bring him up. Let me look him back up because it's been a while we didn't. I don't think we we saw him in the Great Hunt, right? Well, it's yeah. put on fame. Sorry, I always forget. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's the thing. You're supposed to kind of forget. I mean, that right. is that's the
0: thing. That's what Robert Jordan kind of. You got to keep track of this, and other characters will remind you later. So we're wondering why is it that the Lord Commander, um, or other White Cloaks, would have any respect for ordeith? We know him as a peddler, if we've paid attention, if we, if, we, if we remember, which it is hard to kind of do, that he's Pot-on-Fane the peddler. Uh, we, we, the reader, what builds, what builds that kind of um, dramatic irony is that we know he was in Shinar, right? And he said, I'm a dark friend. We know he was in the prisons, you know? And then he says, I'm not going to go by this name anymore. Uh, he gets the dagger back, and he does become something else. He becomes something more than the Dark One's Hound. And so that story is kind of hard to to follow. And so that's why I like to recap it sometimes is just because you got to, you know, we'll, like, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, move on with like Rand, Matt, and Perrin, and we'll forget about him for, for a while. Uh, he's kind of popped up here and there. So I'm, I'm
1: trying to remember. Actually, now I'm like, when's the last time we saw put on Fane?
0: Yeah, I mean, so Pot on Fane, uh, Um, he's meeting, I think he's meeting with uh, uh, Eamon Valda, he's at the Fortress of Light, remember we had that conversation about, he shows up there, it's after the Dragon Banner, it's after Falma, because there's the pictures of Rand, the pictures of the battle in the sky above Falma, and one of them is laid before this commander,
1: um. Yeah. So you have one of the so it was it was there. early yeah. Dragon Reborn. Yeah, it was, I think it was. And so was. we have we haven't we haven't talked about him in like four, like a whole like book, thirty yeah. chapters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's so far gone that you're like, wait a second. Oh my god. We're back to these guys. Um. And so yeah, he he's a character who, and now we're moving into the two rivers. So and remember what we learned about the children from. And I'm blanking a little bit. I'm trying not to mix
1: too much stuff and jump too far ahead. But yeah. So the last Yeah. Yeah. The Dragon Reborn prologue. That's it.
0: I don't Uh, think he. I don't think
1: he shows up again.
0: You might be right. You hold on. I totally got the name wrong. So it's not my bad. It's not Aemon Valda. Eamon Valda was that was uh, had the command outside the White Tower uh, my bad guys totally made I knew I was making a mistake there. Lord Captain Commander, the supreme head of the children of light. That is Pedron Nile. So that's who is talking. That's that's the prologue that you're in, right? Um mm-hmm. at, at the beginning. Right? Yeah, yeah. Pedron Nile. Yeah, was
1: the Lord Captain Commander uh there at the beginning. Right, yeah. So I mean, yeah, so it's it's been a while, so we're not gonna see him yeah, so we are we we, we just, we just, we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But something's
0: fishy that, you know, if you go back and read that prologue and you look at some of the dealings that are going on there with the children of the light, it's not good. Um, yeah. It, it's definitely not good. So. Yeah, well,
1: all right. Uh, let's move on to um, uh point of view. Lady Soroth is on the Isle of Cantorin. Uh She had taken over as a, as the ruler. Most of the seafolk and the other seafaring people have been taken hostage by her, and therefore they aren't able to inform anyone of the Sanchan's presence. Soroth has also managed to gather a small legion of the Sanchan that had fled Falma six months ago and plans to lead the return. She is just delaying until she uh, is certain that the mainland had forgotten about the Sanchan and does not suspect that they are there, ready to attack. Uh, at the time, Sarath is questioning Pura, a uh, uh, captured Aes who has been taken as a Demani. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wants to know how the Aes Sedai control the Dragon Reborn however she is doubtful of the fact that the once Aes Sedai cannot lie even if they cannot make her stay, uh, say something as simple as a piece of black cloth being white of the two um, Suldam present uh, Alwyn and Tysa. uh Alwyn is Sojin a servant of the blood Siroth dismisses uh, Taisa and Pura um, and then proceeds to speak, uh, of a secret only she and three others know of which is Alwyn, uh, re- resolves to lead the return. So, yeah, new characters here. Um, and hey, the, yeah, it's like, man, I kind of forgot about the San right? Because yeah, yeah. we don't really, you know, we don't really, we, they were much more prevalent in the Great Hunt. Um, so... Feels like we're kind of getting. It almost feels like the Dragon Reborn is like this like side story, and now we're coming back to to get back to everything we were dealing with in the Great Hunt.
0: Yeah, actually, absolutely. Yeah, because we've we kind of put all that on hold, and so now we've got to figure out you know what happened to those individuals. Uh, they were important enough to be there and for us to have a great battle against them, but they weren't utterly destroyed. Uh, where did they go? who are they? There was mention of Arder Hawkwing. You know, the whole time we're, we're talking about Arter Hawkwing and his empire and all these different things. And then these individuals, the Chen, show back up and they say, we're here for the great return. And we, they're looking for people who still are loyal to Hawkwing and who have kept the oaths or the, the, whatever it was, you know, and it's like, what, who, who the heck are these people? You're invaders, but they act like as if this is you know that this land belongs to them. You know, so yes. that's, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's pretty yeah, absolutely, wild, yeah. And I think... see. Here.
1: I'm going to try and pull up a map uh, just to see. Where oh, where they're the... at? Yeah, the the Sea Folk in the Isle of Cantorin. Um... Uh, yeah, so it should be. Oh,
0: there's Mayan. I was looking for that earlier. Um, I was in the be- in the in the beginning of the book. I, I wondered if they had. Uh, it just says to the isle of the sea folk you see down at the bottom right below um ilion it's it's a little further off the map at least the book the the map in the book doesn't for me show it but if you find oh, okay. other maps
1: online you'll 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 probably find it okay um, yeah let me let me see if I can find it here yeah okay so it's it's south of ilion so it's not in the main kind of continent area right right yeah let me uh do they answer i I
0: honestly don't remember if they go over what the secret is um let me see so suroth is interesting they have taken over that that um, this the the seafaring folk uh, they've taken over their their island um okay some of the ships suroth had failed to gather in yeah. must have made oh oh so She's kind of waiting, right, to maybe do another attack, to claim some more land. I mean, defeat is a big deal. She doesn't want the um the empress or whoever to be upset. Uh she she realizes that some of the ships that didn't come with her may have gone back uh, across the sea and have gone back to the court of the nine moons. So that is interesting.
1: Okay, so the Isle the Isle of the Seafolk here, real quick, is um, it's actually if you pull up the big map, which yeah. is like the whole the whole thing, right, which has like Shara and the Great Rift. Yeah, um, and, yes. and you and I have talked about this off of the podcast. Um, yes, I don't know if it, my my thing will pick that up. It's it's right there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's closer to like the Great Rift and Shara than it is really Ilion. I mean it's. It's yeah. like south, it's like southeast way over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more, it's more yep. south of the Isle Waste. Oh,
0: is it really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Uh, Cause the, you know, a, again, the evolution of Jordan's maps, I mean, in the shadow rising map, it just points in the direction south. It doesn't actually mm-hmm. show, it. you know, show it or show where we're going. With that, you just know. At this point in time, it's still kind of a mystery as to where it's at. It's you know, um, people don't go there. I mean, you you need special ships and you need to be one of the seafaring folk. I mean, it's not an you know, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did want to kind of go over though this little bit, um, just a little bit about the the So. Dispatching the ship had been a gamble for the Empress might send some, uh, send back someone to take Surath's place. Not sending the vessel would have been a greater, though only utter and crushing victory could have saved them. So she's talking about whether or not she should send a ship back to the Empress. Um, you know, just because it's real, you know, did she dishonor the blood? Did she, it, 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 does she hold some dishonor for her failure at Falma? Uh, she says here, So the Empress knew of Falma, knew of Turark's disaster, and Suroth's uh, intention to go on. So they're trying to blame Turark for that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But what did she think of that knowledge? And what was she doing about it? What was a greater concern than any demani, whatever she had been before, collaring? So remember we le- we learned about Individuals who that if if you can collar a woman and control her with uh, the souldom, right? Then yeah, th- then basically you could channel yourself. We learned that, right? That was at the end of the great. Yes. Yet. Yeah. So that's a big problem because that that shakes them to think that we could also be collared. Like if that if that uh, ability is born in us. It kind of tears apart their structure. Does that make sense? Because they believe that the that uh, those who could channel are less than human, and that they're devices and tools that should be used and collared. It's terrible, but I mean that's what they believe. So then to think that there's this whole hierarchy where the only way you can control one of them is if you yourself could also channel. So the people who are controlling these demoni and treating them like complete garbage, they are the they also like, if it were found out that the secret is they also could be taught to channel and they are in tune with that, that's that's the big secret. And she kind of says that that three deaths could hold that secret more more tightly. Like, very few people uh, know about that. Uh, Sur- Surath did not realize she had murmured the last words aloud until Alwyn said, and yet the high lady needs all three alive. Uh, the woman had poorly... Uh, had, had, a, had a properly humble suppleness to her stance, even to the trick of downcast eyes that still managed to watch for any sign from Surath. Uh, her voice was humble, too. Who can say, high lady, uh, what the Empress, may she live forever, might do if she learned of an attempt to keep such knowledge from her? So they're debating whether or not they should, you know, who do we tell about this, right? This new information, this new thing that they've learned. Um, with an effort, Surath found calmless. The Suldam and the other two were a problem she could not solve now, but patience was a necessity for the blood. Those who lacked it were likely to end, uh, in the Tower of Ravens. (laughs) Um, so it's like, what is that? He throws out all these freaking names. Sometimes you're like, what the Tower of Ravens, where, who, what, what does this mean? Um, interesting. So to finish this up, Surath took, Took up her place before, uh, before them, this time staring out to the sea toward the mainland hundreds of miles to the east. To be the one who successfully led the forerunners who began the return would bring much honor, perhaps even adoption into the family of the empress. Though that was an honor, not without complications. Uh, to also... Be the one who captured this dragon, whether false or real, along with the means of controlling his incredible power, dot, dot, dot. But if, when I take him, do I give him to the empress? That is the question. Her long nails begin to click on the wide stone rail. So, that's interesting. You have a, you, They're trying to control Rand. Possibly going to yes. take him, you know, and, yes. and present him as a prize to this empress. For The Sean Chen, who are across the way, and she's leading this charge. This, I mean, Falma was a failed attempt, and Rand is the reason behind that. So, yeah, what do you yeah. got? You looking at the map there?
1: Well, yeah, I got the map here, man. I mean, it's just crazy because the Seafolk Isles, right? And that's where this Cantoran is. Is it's, it's, I guess, I mean, unless it's one of their other islands, you know what I mean? Like let me look that up I, yeah
0: yeah i looked at it because i don't because i know what you're gonna say is like look how far away that it's, is from it's Fala.
1: way away from everything else it i know could not be
0: <laughs> could not be further.
1: <laughs> could not be further away i don't think so no i think i think cantoran but yeah then you're talking about the isle of the seafolk right yeah where is it
0: um let's see wheel of time is see. one of
1: the um it says it's one of the othen miri islands
0: oh the otheon the otheon Mire, which is the seafolk
1: um, it is okay yeah it's still i mean it's okay so hold on it's like so it's like this is a good map i have here it is if you if you pull up the big map which I have I have I have here. It's kind of hard to see because of my um mm-hmm. thing. It's like here's the Isle of the Seafolk, right? As yeah. yep. you're looking at my screen I see here. I see okay, it. here's Shara, which is like, you know Yeah, what is that? It's right. A, yeah. What is what is that? You got the Isle of Madmen here, you know, with all this stuff we haven't touched yet. Right. As like <laughs> don't touch it. Well <laughs> then you zoom in here, it's like, okay, well, here is um Tear and here's Ilion. Yep. And it's like the Shan Chan, they're way over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh And then uh it's like, then Falma's up here. So it's like, why are they dealing with stuff that's all the way over here? and, And working with people. It's like, you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, hmm. Yeah, gosh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it is one of their islands. Well, no, no, no. It says here on the thing, it says. That it's part of the Arth Ocean, so maybe it's got to be it's got to be one of those islands in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I think it's just one of their islands that belong to. Uh, there's certain groups inside the
1: Athyamire. The Ath Arth- Isle Isle Dishar is this one here. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me pull my. I got my zoom. Isle Deshar is that one, which is it, which is like across in the middle between of the Arth Ocean. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't think it's I don't think it's part of the Sea Folk Islands. I think it's part of this, but they just call them the Sea Folk. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, like a lot of those places can't. That be... makes way more sense because then Falma is like their their next door neighbor. Got it. Yeah. That would Maybe make... I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I could, do, I could well, be. Well, no, I'm I looking know. too. I'm trying to think. Like, do they? I, I
0: think that the whole thing with the Sea Folk is is that like where their harbor their their they go places that other places can't go. I mean, they they. And you're going to learn more about them uh, later, but and why they can do those things. But they, yeah, it's not like anybody from the mainland can just hop in a boat and say, "Yeah, we're gonna, we're going to go there." I mean, it's their right. own
1: place, kind of thing. Yeah, and the they have wiki multiple ha- islands. Yeah, the wiki does say that it's it, it has them listed as all of the islands. It says like this is okay. kind of their their yeah their their region, but I think specifically that makes more sense if that's
0: one of their islands, which I think it is. I think the one that you're referencing right. just off to the west of Falma or whatever is kind yeah, of, yeah. Cantorin
1: between. is one of the often Myri islands, which is, I think is the one in, in the middle. Uh-huh. People of the sea. And then again, I don't know who knows. It says, it says it's, it's part of the Arth ocean and the sea of storms, which are the two separate things. So I'm just going to have to take a guess and say that it's got to be one of those other ones, because otherwise mm-hmm. that just makes a little, that makes no sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I uh, yeah, I get you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because it says right here that they they have, they live on ships, and the islands in the Artho- o-, o Ocean and the Sea of Storms are kind of their, the the places, right. the islands yeah, in which th- they which they go to. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's part of the uh, the Isle de Char Islands. hmm.
0: Yeah, well that's a, a big tangent anywho let's yeah we'll get, we can get back no that's back. fine we're gonna learn more about them i mean so they're and it's tough to say but they are the author on me air the author on me air is how you say them um if you look it's it's gonna be once you start listening to the audiobook when we get to those it's gonna be said so often that it'll become you know and then the show will change it yeah yeah it'll be said yeah hopefully not because that's the actual pronunciation in the back of the book so that you know
1: that's the guide on that so Okay. Well, let's move uh, to chapter two here. Whirlpools in the pattern. We have Perrin, Matt, and Rand uh, points of view here. So we'll start with uh, start with Perrin. Um, Perrin and Fail are in the stone. They have become quite close and Perrin has stated uh, started growing a beard. Uh, Fael wants Perrin to leave Tyr with her, but insists that he is to Viren, and that he is tied to Rand and cannot leave. Suddenly, Perrin's axe flies towards him, trying to kill him and Fayil both. Perrin beats the axe away with the hammer he had picked up shortly before, then pushes Fayil out of the room with one hand, whilst gripping the axe in the other. When she is safely out of the room, he lets the axe fly towards uh, his head, then ducks as it comes near him. Uh, It gets stuck in the door. Perrin panics when he realizes that he cannot hear Fayil's protests outside. He opens the door and sees her standing there, shocked, Uh, with the axe a couple of inches from her nose, Perrin believes that Rand may have caused it by accident. Jeez, man. Yeah,
0: these three points of view are really interesting in this chapter. I mean, so this is whirlpools in the pattern. Um, What are these things? What is is going on? This one is, yeah, straight up. I mean, it's a bizarre thing, right? Um, Let's just see. Let's just get into it a little bit, but uh, yeah, because Perrin, there's some lead up, they're talking, you know, getting comfortable, they're all in in the um, Stone of Tear, deciding what to do next, thinking about Rand being you know, the Dragon Reborn, Banner of Prophecy, hoped for and dreaded, Banner of the Dragon, all this good stuff. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's just bizarre. I don't really know how how else to just to describe it. Right. He's thinking about Matt, he's thinking about Rand, what's going on. Uh and Fael. He's still trying to get to know Fael, right? And and like he cares about her. We saw that when he when he saved her in the last book. Um so I don't know much more to say about this other than it's just kind of bizarre. Okay. Like it's like there's like there's an attack. And I guess we'll get to right. it here in a second when we get all right. the way and- to,
1: to Rand. And he just think, and he and he thinks that it was Rand and it'll kind of come back up because Rand's talking about doing things by accident and or whatever. And then he realizes kind of, kind of, kind of what he did, and that's kind of been what's happening with Rand. Well, really, since kind of the Great Hunt. Um, well, you could even almost say the whole the whole series so far is he's doing things not really realizing them, and sometimes we think it's something else, but it turns out it may have actually been been Rand. So, um, we'll switch to Matt here. Uh, Matt in a fine red uh andoran coat he had made for himself is gambling with a group of young lordlings who have been drinking and are throwing around a lot of gold. He is thinking about Tom, who has uh seemed to settle into the stone quite well, uh, and his plans, uh, and plans for leaving alone if need be, although not soon. Matt tells the lordlings about uh, asking uh Bane and uh, Shiad. To play maiden's kiss on mm-hmm. uh, Rook's uh, insistence, and was nearly spe- uh, you know speared. Uh, it it appeared that it was unheard of for men to ask to play maiden's kiss. Uh, one of the Lordlings, uh, Edoron, um, mentions a rumor that Rand has been starting a war with Ilion. Matt does not believe it. Uh, the Edmunds fielder... Uh, is then dealt with the five highest cards. He doesn't believe his luck. All of a sudden the cards seem to come to life. The figures on the the figures on the growing to near their growing uh life size. Time seems to slow. He tosses knives at them and then seems to rush back and then time seems to rush back to normal speed. The cards had returned to normal side and were pinned to the table by knives. Matt suspects that this was Rand's doing. So another chapter in which mm-hmm hey, there's like weird stuff going on here, man. Yeah, I mean, so I guess one thing, and I mean, each of these do have kind of
0: little nuggets that uh, we, we could kind of pull out. Um, Parent's conversation with Moraine was interesting. In this, it's it's Matt's conversation with Tom and what, what Matt is learning from these other men. who Well, you learn a little bit about the IEO first, right? Mate, playing Maiden's mm-hmm. Kiss and Bane and Chiad and and and, and uh, what, what that means and their whole dynamic being wed to this beer. Uh, <laughs> but then you also learn that there's these rumors being spread about the dragon reborn. Who's doing that? Why? Is it true? Is it not true? Like how do these people know about it? So that is something that's interesting to pay attention to when someone's spreading rumors or you hear people talking about something in a common room. And as we talked about uh earlier, it's something that the Aes Sedai are very in tune to is the power of rumor and the power of people talking in a common room and how news and information is spread and how that affects people and whether they're going to back someone or support someone. So, you know, Matt is kind of hearing some of that here as he's gambling. Um, but yeah, he's, he's attacked by something, doesn't know what. Um, before that, though, he does mention something interesting. I want to read this. So, Ram was a shepherd, a good fellow to have fun with uh, when he was not going all over serious and responsible. Rand the dragon reborn now uh, now that uh, now that told him he was a stone fool to be sitting there where Moraine could put her hand on him whenever she wanted. this is Matt thinking about his friends, uh, waiting to see what Rand would do next. Maybe Tom Marilyn would go with him uh, or Perrin. Only Tom seemed to be settling into the stone as if he had never meant to leave and Perrin was not going anywhere unless Fael crooked a finger. Well, Matt was ready to travel alone if need be. So he's just deciding, what do I do? He wants to leave. He's itching to go, um, but yet he's staying. And that's something interesting. When you watch Matt and Perrin and their decision-making, what they want to do sometimes conflicts with what they do. Like they want to leave, but yet they stay or vice versa. And so he's, he's just, you know, kind of working through all of that and, you learn more he's he's obviously picked up on the fact that parent and fayil are together you know they're they're a thing friendly yeah there's something there tom maryland seems to be comfortable although i kind of think tom could be comfortable anywhere that that he goes you know um tom's just settling in here so but yeah i mean he's there's this attack i mean he he hops up what was interesting and let me see if this is the case if i'm misremembering but um is it not true that he kind of freaks out and sees these this attack, but no one else sees it? Mm-hmm. Is that what happens? Um, that's what I thought. I think so. I, I think it's like he freaks out and throws like a dagger, um, and one, one of the cards or whatever. But I I don't think anybody else saw it. If I'm if I'm remembering, because like Fayil did and was being attacked, but this seemed to be an attack on Matt that only he could see. Unless I'm wrong, someone will correct me, and and that's fine. I I can't remember exactly. I'm trying to find it, but anyway, um. Yeah, he's definitely shook a little bit, and I think he's done. His his luck is good, and he's he's getting um you know the the right cards, and his luck continues. But whatever this was, uh, you know, shakes him quite a bit. He says, "Burn you, Rand." He muttered under his teeth. Uh, if you have to go mad, leave me out of it. His pipe lay in two pieces; the stem bitten through cleanly. angrily He grabbed his purse from the floor, and he stalked out of the room. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Well, okay. Now we can move on to Rand and kind of tie all of these things together. So uh, Rand's part is pretty crazy, uh, to be honest, his, his his segment. There's a there's a lot to unpack here. Um, Rand is dreaming of Moraine and the Omerlin seat, trying to put a leash on him while the Forsaken and Dark Friends lurk in the surrounding darkness. Moraine is afraid. Rand tells them that he has to leave. Uh, he appears in the Waterwood where Min and Elaine are undressing, wanting to go swimming with him. Egwene appears, then leaves, uh, furious for him being with her two friends. Min and Elaine call to him, and he raises a hand, uh, and he raises a hand to scratch at his face, um, and it is wasting away. The dragon reborn wakes up in his room, located in the heart of the stone, sweating. As he tries to get back to sleep, he hears the presence of someone else in his room. Jumping out of bed, he channels a sword of flame into his hands before realizing that it is a bear lane. The first of of Mayin tries to seduce him, but he refuses, although he finds her attractive. Uh, When she puts her arms around him, he pushes her away with Sidine and creates a wall of air around her. Abruptly, his reflection appears on all of the mirrors around the room and start uh, start to exit them. Then uh, three get out before he can destroy the mirrors, each one holding a sword of fire, just like the one Rand has in his hands. They are beating him badly with, with small reflections of... When small reflections of himself appear out of silver uh, around the room, he picks one up and absorbs it. When he lets the sword disappear... The, those of his opponents do as well. They all tackle him at once, and he absorbs them. It is a sickening feeling. Bleeding from the cuts from the sword and glass, he realizes. Uh, he realizes barely. Um, she becomes meek and humble, calling him Lord Dragon instead of Ran, and stammers that she will never bother him again. She then flees the room. The only thing Rand wants is to go back to just being Rand, a shepherd in the two rivers. Although he thinks he may be going mad, Rand suspects that it might have been one of the Forsaken. So um, this chapter, I mean, there's there's definitely... Uh, some things outside, you know, outside of the summaries, we'll 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 unpack this a little bit more. One of the things I thought, you know, was cool is when Rand does that when he he kind of pushes her away and creates that wall of air. He does it and then he says, uh, you know, he he's he's thinking to himself, he doesn't even know how he did that. It just kind of happened. And then he he says that, you know, I've been doing that recently. Something along the lines of like I've been doing that recently. Um, and it, once he kind of does it, then he understands how to do it. So his powers, it seems like are just growing so fast that he, you know, he, it's almost like he can't even catch up with it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he's learning and, and as you say, it's like, um, things just happen. Uh, once he sees it, as you said, he knows how to do it or he, he, he kind of gathers, uh, maybe how to do it again. It's just, it's, it's odd because he doesn't really, he's very powerful, but yet doesn't know how to use his power. Hasn't been trained. uh, You know, there's, there, there's all of that. Now, what <laughs> the, the, the first of May end showing up here, Lane, Um, she's wearing next to nothing. Let me just point that out. And she comes right in here. Rand is not used to this forwardness, comes right in, uh, wants to make a move on him. He had this crazy wild dream uh, about two girls that he's, you know, interested in, and uh, you know, swimming with them naked. I mean, flat out say it, yeah. Matt. That's what. You yeah, know, that's, that's what's going on? You know, it's a dream that happens sometimes. You know, uh, <laughs> the interesting part when you look at his dream, Moraine was afraid, right? Uh, his face is is being. You know, is is fading away. Rand's face is fading away. There are these girls. You can look into all those things and kind of think, what does that mean? Is that is it foreshadowing? Is there something going on? Is he seeing something? Does he have a power himself to see the future? Or or is this just a dream? You know what I mean? We don't we don't really know at at this point. Um, and then yeah, all these guys step out of mirrors. I mean he has like like basically a shadow of himself is stepping out of a mirror. And Attacking him, he takes his sword out, he fights like normal. Barrelane is scared to freaking death. Um, she was super confident, super you know, pushing herself on Rand in the beginning, and by the end, she's you know, curtsying and saying Lord Dragon, and she's scared, and I'll never do this again. I'm so sorry. She believes that she caused this reaction that by her coming in here and upsetting the Lord Dragon, that this happened, you know what I mean? That this madness mm-hmm. just took place, and so she. Feels a little responsible, like, holy smokes, this was a terrible, terrible idea to come in here and talk to Rand. And it just so happens that Perrin and Matt were also facing down really ridiculous stuff uh, this same night in the Stone of Tear. So what does all that mean? You know, is, is it one of the forsaken? Is, is it Rand himself? Is it something else? Uh, at the very end, he says he's going to send for more rain to kind of come and, and heal him. Because he's got all these cuts and stuff. Yeah, could you imagine if you're bare lane and you're like seeing this happen and you're protected in this bubble of air or whatever it was that Rand had kind of you know he pushed her away with Sidene, uh and it had enclosed her in this and then this attack takes place and happens and you're watching the Lord Dragon like battle other shadow whatever figures. I mean,
1: just that kept coming through mirrors. I mean, it's just nuts. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the one of the. I mean. Uh, it's so, diff- it's so difficult to say because on, on one hand, it's like, well, now he has Kalendor. So is that causing his powers to kind of like, you know, ex- explode out of him? Is it something is it because, he you know, you have this 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 powerful item, right? The Sangreal. Uh, and so is it causing him his powers to amplify or but at the same time, I kind of feel like his powers have just been growing and growing and growing anyway. So I don't know if it's necessarily a correlation of it. Um, but maybe the fact that he now has Calendor is causing more Forsaken to be like, all right, we need to move. Uh, and so, you know, we'll, we'll we'll learn more about this, at you know, in, in in the future once Moraine comes and explains it.
0: Right. And that's what she's for. You know, I love that's why I love Moraine, the guide by the side who comes in and she can add some understanding to these things. So, yeah. And Rand is trying and um, you know, he's been talking to Tom He's been looking into the prophecies, he's been sitting up here on the stone, it's mentioned a little bit there, uh, that he's been in his study, that he's, you know, he's trying to figure this out on on his own, and decide what he needs to do, because he knows Moraine is just, you know, a couple rooms down, waiting to come in and say, what's the next move, what are we going to do, you know, so...
1: Okay, well, as um, should do we have uh, we can we, that's kind of that's kind of our, our, our chapters for the week. We just did those two, yep. Um, maybe maybe we have time for a pigeon here and then yeah, and then we. I mean, yeah. really, really,
0: I, I decided to uh, remember friends. You can always send us uh, send us a pigeon, send us an email at thehornofvalir at gmail.com. Uh, a couple of YouTube comments though, just people talking going back to just a couple of weeks ago. People are finding some of our videos where we were talking about portal stones and the accepted test. Uh, DK Moon here left a comment just talking about portal stones, uh, the similarity between them and the accepted test and that the book never really gives us a, gives us a definitive answer on how similar or how different they are. The Aes Sedai powering the accepted Terra Grial do not influence the events within. Uh, they do have influence for the final Aes Sedai uh, test to be raised to full Aes Sedai. So, you know, that's, that's something uh, in and of itself, but uh, we, went, we went over Scott Bishop's comment just about what's going on in the White Tower uh, and and how the Aes Sedai kind of invented, air quote, invented the game of houses, something to pay attention to. Um, let's see. Elizabeth Lynn. Uh, oh, the trailer. You know, we had that little the, the little kind of uh, teaser trailer. Tease. The little, Yeah, the wine spring end. Uh, we had a bunch of people along with Elizabeth who kind of just commented that they were super excited for that. And uh, are looking forward to you know full length trailer coming maybe this holiday season right perhaps let's go God that would be awesome that would be fantastic so uh, here's something interesting I think this is um, um uh, I don't know how to say the username there um, Miracer Mer- Mer- Miracer yeah uh, just another comment on YouTube said that the development of the Westlands is late Renaissance. On the cusp of industrialization, the only weird thing is that they have no gunpowder, so armor would still be common and very advanced, especially among those who fight Trollocs head-on, like the Shinarans uh, or a military organization like the White Cloaks. This was on one of our videos. We were kind of talking about what we might see in the show. We were going through predictions, um, episodes 1 through um, one through 8. We were talking about that. Uh and let's see, to finish this up, I think we cannot trust the episode titles anymore. We got them really a really long time ago during the writing process. And the more we learn about the show, the less they make sense. For example, the Tinkers are now listed on the IMDb uh, page for episodes 5 and 6. And that's something that we originally, even when we went into our speculation, Matt and I were kind of thinking perhaps they weren't going to show the traveling uh, people in season one, not that they weren't ever going to show them, but that maybe they wouldn't have time to do that whole parent side story, you know, where he gets connected to the wolves. It is really important though. I mean, but maybe just that we would go through Elias and not go all the way to the Tinkers and, and to, you know, their, their, their camp side, but maybe not. Um, and also I I think too, it's really hard for us to kind of get into the nitty gritty of what you can do in one episode. How much time do you have to, to get stuff in and how many places or settings
1: can you bounce around between, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, all right as well. Hey, when do you think, when do you think we're going to get a, I mean, we do know that I think they're back or should be back shortly kind of filming and, 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 and finishing up. I mean, when, yeah, do they're back. Getting, yeah. When do you think we're getting that trailer?
0: Well, what's interesting, all, all of the cast, if you go, if you follow them on social media, um, it's fantastic. Follow their Instagram, their 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 Twitters. They're all posting together. They're tagging each other and having a good time. Like after shooting or whatever, they're going out to get meals. They're doing whatever, being socially distant, the whole thing. But they are together. You can tell that, and so it's cool. They're back at it. Um, Roseman Pike did the hashtag Blue Aja back to work so it'll be soon i mean they only had i think a couple episodes right just two episodes to finish
1: up to finish
0: yeah so they're shooting those last two episodes which are pretty big they're a pretty big deal and once that's ready to go i think i think that's only going to take what if they're back in october october november you know early 2021 we're getting something
1: i'm i'm i to me to me, what I think it'll be is uh, just because of timing, and I've kind of said this before. I think during the Super Bowl, we're going to get an Amazon Prime, Prime Video package, and it's going to it's going to show a bunch of different stuff. You know, all the, all their big shows, um, and then there will be Wheel of Time in it. Yeah. And it might just say wheel of time and everyone's like, Oh, what is that? And so that, and that's, if I, I don't know that we're going to get an official wheel of time thing that shortly, but I do feel like, Hey, we could get that. be that first tease. And then maybe, I don't know. Sometime after that you get a thing. And then I'm going to say comic con. They have like a panel zoom. Who knows? Who knows where we'll be next year. Um, I mean I feel like things are kind of opening up a little bit more so we'll see so maybe there is maybe there's going to be limited Comic-Con or something like that and then maybe you know next November or something is when we get it it's it's kind of where I I feel like we might be at so yeah
0: Yeah I mean I'm I'm all for that I I I just want it you know I want it now yeah, I want now, my real yeah. time, You know it's like jays So I don't know um yeah it's exciting and uh we can't wait to kind of get more news and details i haven't been paying too much attention to the like the leaks or you know Mm -hmm. um uh, you know all all that good stuff but i the armor was cool a couple other things i'm sure we're gonna get more stuff i bet we'll get a few more images or something that's small that's released by amazon you know prior to that super bowl thing but not much i don't think there's gonna be much
1: yeah yeah i think i think the fact that they showed us Yeah, just the little the little tease that they did was was pretty big. I mean, I feel like that was yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So, so all right, guys. Well, hey, with that, uh, remember you can find us on Twitter, uh, you know, Facebook, pretty much anywhere at the Horn of Valier. As uh, and I will be will be doing a, a Patreon kind of extended thing here uh, in, in a in a bit. So we've got a lot of new patrons over there. So that is a huge help. We do uh, exclusive kind of content and episodes and stuff like that over there. So you guys can get more uh, while we all wait for uh, the wheel of time. Uh, and for those of you guys who do want to, you can follow myself on Instagram, Twitter at Super Gains Bros by the right back there. It somewhere oh mm-hmm, this way mm-hmm. uh, and then you can follow as uh let me get my finger here mm-hmm, you know he's mm-hmm. got yep right up there right there uh yep. at Wompbrat rat underscore to 2m uh, <laughs> so uh appreciate that for all you guys who have been following us over there it's been really cool really helpful um and then again guys uh if you re- if you want to help the show outside of patreon the easiest thing to do is hit smash that subscribe button on youtube or or smash that like button and then uh itunes reviews are incredibly Inc- yeah. Incredibly, incredibly helpful. So, as we're gearing up for the show, you know, I'll just go ahead and say it: yeah. we want to be the number one Wheel of Time podcast, let's go. We we, we want to read your guys' <laughs> pigeons and have your guys' uh, you know names kind of yes. kind of kind of be kind of be known as well. I mean, uh, I'll brag a little bit here and say that you know during season eight of Game of Thrones on our Game of Thrones podcast, we have yeah. so many of our, our our people who are just our kind of our our loyal kind of listeners that. I mean, people are people. You know, we were reading their theories and stuff like that. and People are now searching them on 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 Twitter and and and, and stuff and stuff like that. And our, following good, our good buddy, him, yeah. our good buddy, Lord Adam Parker. I mean, yep. he you know because he he sh- he sends us stuff, and we had such a big a big boost during the final season of Game of Thrones. So that's where we think we're going to be at when the first season of Wheel of Times comes out. So uh, we, we want we, you with we, us. We, we want you there. We want yeah. you guys with us. That's why we. That's why we we make full we make YouTube videos outside of, out of your guys theories and thoughts and, and, and stuff like that too. So, um, and if you, and if you guys, you know, you can also, um, in your, uh, pigeons, you can include your Twitter handle and stuff like that. If you guys want,
0: heck yeah. You know, heck yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So, so feel free to do that. So anyway, guys, with that, we want to thank you for answering the call. And in our next episode, we will be discussing the shadow rising chapters three through 10.
0: Yeah, and I also want to, before we let you go here, just mention, uh, we would like to say a very, very happy birthday to Robert Jordan. We're actually recording this on October 17th, and as I was rolling through Twitter, I realized that it was his birthday on our recording day, so that was pretty cool. Happy birthday. Uh, Just cannot thank, like, that is, it's just, when I think about, I wish I would have had a chance, you know, to meet Robert Jordan or to, to be at JordanCon back in the day, because I love this series so much, and it guided me through a tough time in my life. Uh, you know, Matt, Rand, and Perrin have been my friends for a long time, and it's just, like, super, super freaking cool. So, you know, happy birthday to, to Robert Jordan. Um, all right. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofvalier at gmail.com. We will
1: see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call.